<sighs> boys. Big question here. Um, homeschool and like, you know, all of the kids are doing virtual learning and stuff right now. Could you have survived that? Because like I'm hearing all these awful stories on the news every night about kids and getting headaches and screen time and all this stuff. And I really thought it was, was like I hated school so much when I was growing up. Like there's no way I could have paid any attention during virtual school. How would you guys have handled like think about like eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, you having to just do everything on the screen with your teacher? Oh, it sounds miserable. It does. I can't even imagine going through something like that. And there's like this internal debate, me as somebody that doesn't have kids. It's like, yeah, I get it's better for kids to be in the classroom and learn better that way. But it's like, stop congregating them all together. We're trying to get through a damn pandemic for crying out loud. <laughs> so I hear both sides of that. But like being put in that situation as a kid, being a senior in high school, Right now, you kidding me? That would be horrific. And then, yeah, elementary school, middle school, when, oh man, the, the way that you learn is so vital. And I, there's no way I would have been, I don't have enough of an attention span to sit in front of a monitor. It's hard enough for me to do that when I'm working from home as a 30 some year old adult. So, as a kid, freaking forget it. I got Sports Center and uh, Price is Right on all day. That'd be struggling. <laughs> Yeah, like, man, I don't know. Thinking back to basically my entire K through 12 career, uh, I put in like the minimal F, the most minimal effort I could <laughs> to get great. Like I, I was a, like a three O student because it was like, there were always like one or two classes I was interested in. And so I, I paid attention to those, but then there were like, Four other classes I just didn't care about. So like there would be a mixture of B's and C's in there to 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 come together to look like I, you know, was a well-rounded student, but really like I, man, I gave as little effort as I possibly could. And uh I think if you if if you remove the supervision of an in-person teacher, uh man. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, that GPA would have would have dropped a, a few extra points. I don't think it would have been good. Because the reason I brought this up is because my friend Christian has a thirteen year, as fourteen year old. I forget how old Kay is, but anyways, he has a podcast called Cooler Than I Look. I love the podcast, but um, he was talking about his daughter and how all of a sudden they got like calls saying that like Kaylani hasn't been paying attention in virtual learning. She's not logging on to class. Like she's you know making the screen black. And just sitting there. And so then they started paying attention and they're having PE class, like phys ed over Zoom. What? And yeah, and he <laughs> knew when that class was going on because I guess that was the class that she wasn't participating in because she's in her bedroom. And, <laughs> and they were like, yeah, she's not doing anything. She's just like laying down, like doing absolutely nothing. And I'm like, that's exactly how I would have been. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing Zoom. I'm not doing Zoom. Phys ed. Like, I don't know if you're supposed to do the presidential phys like physical fitness test, like in your bedroom. I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not doing pull-ups in my bedroom. It's not happening. Like almost everything from PE growing up was like group activities. Occasionally they'd be like, okay, you have to run a mile. You have to do push-ups and sit-ups and stuff. But like 
90% of it was group activity. So what do they do? Did he, did your friend say like what happens in PE class virtually? No, they like doing, they're like doing, they're like stretching. They're like doing yoga. They're doing like Pilates. They do like random stuff, but it's so just it's like, like free fitness classes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing free fitness classes via Zoom. And I, I just couldn't stop laughing at that. Cause like I would be in so much trouble. Like my mom would get called like every day. My mom would have gotten called. It's like, uh, Daniel's not doing anything like during Mr. Uh, Slovakowski's history class. Like it's just, uh, he's got a screen black. Or, or he posted it, or he like put a picture of himself. Cause that's another thing I think it's funny the kids are doing. They're just putting pictures of themselves, like taking a picture of me right now in this background and then just like not, and you know, just putting that on the screen. Oh, yeah. Cause like on Zoom, you can, uh, you can do animated GIFs as a background. So like you could like get five seconds of you just like paying attention, you know, with like your hand on your chin or something like that and then just loop it. That's like the worst thing though, right? Is, this is almost easier for uh, teachers to pay attention to each individual student more because in a classroom setting, they're turning their backs. They're looking this way. They're looking this way. You can pass notes. You can do whatever and be a little bit more. But I feel like on Zoom, it's all right there and they'll be able to pinpoint everybody and I'm sure they can record and go back and check on who's doing what. Like that's an intense uh, amount of supervision digitally. Yeah. That would be just a little bit like, yo, like I can't even, <laughs> I'm just gonna be laying in my bed, like chill out. <laughs> well, I've, I've heard a lot of like the teacher, their role is just like constantly asking kids, like, are you there? Are you connected? Is your internet okay? Can you turn your screen? Like, it's just like, oh, like man. if it's like a 60 minute class, like 30 minutes of it, they're, the teacher's just like technical support. <laughs> oh. oh, that's the worst. That's the yeah. worst. Yeah, I would have no. I could I couldn't do it. So shouts to all the teachers out there dealing with this and um shouts to all the all the kids too because it's got to be crazy that like a teacher and I didn't even think about this Dan, until you said this Dan is that like a teacher could literally send my parents a video of what I was doing. <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. Uh, well, welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. I'm Didi out here in Los Angeles. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh, and it's the Halloween episode. That wasn't a Halloween question, but there's a reason why I didn't do that, because I knew we were talking Halloween this whole show. So we're going to talk Halloween candy, costumes, movies. Also, we're going to be talking, I guess we should talk Halloween music at some point, too, because we're going to be talking about what we're listening to this week. We'll probably all just say Thriller, and that'll be the end of the five-second conversation. <laughs> yeah. There's that. But but we got a lot of Halloween stuff to talk about. So uh, before we get to all of the Halloween fun, let's uh, start it off with Bruise Day. Christopher, get us started with Bruise Day. All right. Well, uh, we're going back-to-back the same brewery for me as last week, so I'm doing... Ooh. The new Glarus Brewery out of Wisconsin. But today I'm doing a little Staghorn Oktoberfest because it is the Halloween episode. So we're going to indulge in a seasonal treat while we talk about trick or treat. I like that. <laughs> I like oh, it. Here's stuff. the excellent choice. Little audio. Oh, it's a good sound. Oh, it's oh, a good sound. Wow. I feel like I am in Wisconsin. It just, it felt it. It felt in my ear. I was like, whoa, half of me is in Pewaukee right now. It was just <laughs> amazing. I can Oof. smell the hay and the IPA <laughs> all at once. It's glorious. Incredible. My God, what a sound. <laughs> what um, you got, Dan? I didn't go a Halloween Halloween themed beer. I really should have. I have one, but I don't feel like drinking a 
12% beer in the middle of the afternoon here today. So in in place of that, I'm going to go with one of my favorite breweries as of late, uh, Evergrain. They're just outside of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. They have a sour series called Sorbetto. And this is the number 11. Uh, They're all numbered. And this one is a sour with uh, boysenberry, blackberry, blueberry, and yes, those little white things that you saw floating on that can. Marshmallows, boys. Marshmallows. So you've got a berry sour with marshmallows here, and it's wonderful. Let me tell you something. It's wonderful. You get all those tartness and sour from the berries. There's a lot of boysenberry there. Uh, The blueberry comes through strong. And then just a hint, just the right enough amount of hint of that sweetness from you guys are you're loving it this from, this this beer's got steel city dan written all over it <laughs> classic dan. Beer for me this is it classic um, dan cl- just enough of that marshmallow sweetness it's really good i've had a lot of other beers that are sours with marshmallow and sometimes there's there's too much it takes over it uh but i highly highly recommend the sorbetto series from evergreen you can get it uh almost anywhere in a lot of places uh but the number 11 throws the marshmallow in there and it is delicious enjoy dan your descriptions my favorite (laughs) i'm I'm happy bruce day exists because we get to drink during this podcast and because i get to listen to you talk about a beer it's incredible one of my favorite things i'm glad you could enjoy it as much as i do (laughs) we just need to have like a we need you need to have like your own instagram series on the brunch breakdown page where you just talk about beer it's just you. There we go. I could do clips. I if you can follow me on Untapped. If you're a fan of craft beer, Untapped. I think it's probably Steel City Dan 22. Why not? You can get a glimpse of it there, and then maybe we just turn that into a little clip channel on the brunch breakdown, and I just break down the beers every weekend. It's intense. I love it. The playlist will just be Dan drinks. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Well, I'm going with uh, this week. Ballast Point Brewing Company in San Diego. The last time Chris was in California, we went to Ballast Point, and it was Ballast Point's amazing. I love it so much. And I am drinking their Aloha Sculpin IPA this week, and mainly because I miss Hawaii. I don't know (laughs) when we're going to go back there. I don't know when that's going to happen, but uh, hopefully sometime soon. And I just love it. It's got hints of like pineapple in it, and it's just kind of like really fruity, juicy IPA, and I just love it. So Ballast Point. Shouts to the homies in San Diego and uh, yeah, Aloha Sculpin IPA. So I love see Ballast if I can Point. Open a can. And, and you can get Ballast Point almost everywhere, it seems. Mm-hmm. Like no, no matter where you are in the country, you can find it. So yes, you can. Yeah. Cause they've, I know they've like widened their like distribution and stuff. And so it's kind of everywhere. So if you can get your hands on some Ballast Point, do so. I love Bruise Day. This is like That's great. This Good is choice, my favorite boys. thing. Cheers. Like, Cheers, you know, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Love it. All right. Well, let's, uh, you know, I feel like we just had, you know, a couple drinks. So let's uh, let's get stuff off our chest. <laughs> uh, Dan, get us started. Get it off your chest, man. Uh, well, in this segment, I usually get kind of angry at, at things and people. Uh, I'm going to take the Chris Gates approach. Going to go make a left turn. We're going to go positive. All right. And this is going to be something to get off my chest to, as, a, as a shout out to our incredible listener base um and how they connect with this program with this podcast last week in our opening statement we talked about dd brought up i've got a bachelor party coming up naturally and we've got some planning to do and we need some help and boy 
that our listeners come through way more than I could have imagined. Uh, your suggestions were wonderful. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and list them off here just so people can get an idea of the wide array of locations uh, that were suggested for my bachelor party location. Montreal, we had Austin come in two times. Seattle, Charleston, South Carolina, three times. Mm. Miami, Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, and a specific place in the Dominican Republic. It was very specific as a, as a uh, resort, so shouts to our buddy Boykin on that one. Uh, Nashville came up three times. Uh, Asheville, North Carolina, uh, somewhere I have been wanting to check out a lot recently, came up as well. New Orleans, Mexico, Savannah, Georgia, Atlantic City, Toronto, of course, Las Vegas, Ocean City, Maryland, secrets to be specific, uh, boys. We know what that's all about. Uh, And finally, Moon Township, Pennsylvania, just (laughs) outside of Pittsburgh. Love it. What? Love it. That's our that's that's longtime Chris and Dan podcast listener Pit Daddy chimed in with Moon Township because he wants to crash the party and that's as close as it can get to him. So there you go. Big shouts out to all of our listeners. I don't know how we're gonna narrow down this list. We got a lot of research to do and other cities that aren't even listed here. Uh so we appreciate everybody's input into this. So We'll continue to keep you updated in the process, but this is where we're starting. We're starting wide. We'll continue to narrow that down. Uh, one of our close friends recommended that the listeners should actually choose once we're down to final three. I don't know if we're going to take it that far, but <laughs> shouts out to the listeners in the meantime. Thank you uh, for all your suggestions and your help, and uh, we'll keep you updated along the way. This is a very exciting part of the uh, process and the journey for me. So, gentlemen, there it is. There's a lot of favorites on that list and a lot of ones that we've been to before. Yeah. I mean, did, I like did, have any of them were, hmm, how do I, I mean, I know you're not, not going to choose one right now. Um, but like anything on there stick out at you is like, Oh, I hadn't thought of that one, but that could be pretty, that could potentially be pretty fun. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of things about Charleston, South Carolina, and I believe it came up on our, did it maybe came up on our brunch top 10. And that kind of, so I really, that wasn't really on my radar, but it came up three times. It was suggested there. Um, both of the Canadian cities, Montreal and Toronto, I really didn't have on the radar at all. And that might be weather dependent of when we go, because yeah. I'm definitely not going there if it's not <laughs> uh, summertime. Um, so I'd, I'd say those, and I really ne- never thought of anything international. So to see Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic and to get the specific examples that I got that we received on those were pretty enticing. And especially in terms of it being a very affordable party for everybody involved. So yeah, there's maybe a couple that popped out that weren't originally on the list. Hey, it's not my bachelor party, but when you say like the DR and you say Mexico, I don't know. I got excited. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) But I'm going anywhere you're going except moon. So, because I don't even right. think my, I don't, I honestly don't think my wife would allow me to. I'm like, oh yeah, we're going over for Dan's bachelor party. Where's that? Uh, Moon. She's like, yeah, you're not going anywhere. So, yeah. no, you're not, you're not wasting any of this family's money on Moon Township. Right. So, that's 
<laughs> Maybe we'll slowly roll them out, and that will be unfortunately the first one that has been uh, voted off voted off the island. We'll do this American Idol style, style and uh, that's the bond in the bottom three that we got to send home this week, unfortunately. But appreciate the suggestion. <laughs> All right, well, I will go next. I will get this off my chest. Guys, um, I miss my friends so much, including you guys. Even though I get to talk to you guys every week, I miss my friends a lot. And I miss my friends so much that I miss the friends of theirs that I don't like. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because, like, granted, we are probably all of that friend to someone else. We're like, oh, yeah, I hate when BD shows up at the party. My God, Dan dances on speakers. I can't stand that guy. You know what I mean? It's like... So, you know, you're that person to somebody else. But like, I honestly found myself thinking of a friend of a friend who I'm like, you know, I wonder how they're doing. I don't even like them. But that's how long it's been (laughs) since I have seen my friends. And I mean, that's really all I had to get off my chest is I just miss my friends. So anybody who's in this boat where you're just like, I just miss seeing people because I think we all kind of have our quarantine bubble. We have like the people that we know are like close, whether that's like your parents or like because for us, it's like my cousin, a couple of friend groups or whatever. But like, that's it. It's probably like 10 people might be it. That's in our little quarantine bubble of people that we have. But like, that's all I've seen for seven months. And, you know, I just miss my people. So, you know, be safe, but I miss my people. (laughs) That's a That's deep level of miss. Yeah. And it sounds yeah. like we're going to have a conversation when the red lights go off and we can have that off the air about who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And then maybe it's going to be me thinking about like, oh, yeah, I might have a short list of those too. But <laughs> yeah, it's getting to that breaking point, right? Where it's all of a sudden. And then when you see those pe- these people again, you probably like, embrace them. Maybe you try to rekindle that, you know, get back on that level, right? And then that'll last a week and they'll be like, that's why I didn't like that person. That's right. Yeah, because it's weird when you just like when you think about how long we've been doing this and it's like we've been doing this for seven months, like over seven months. And it's like we're, you know, and then it's, it, the weather's turning colder. So you see less people once the weather like turns a certain way. It's daylight savings is happening this week. So it's like you're really going to see and I'm starting to be like, yeah, I'm not going to see a lot of these people until for a year. It's going to be just super weird. But, you know, sad to get that off my chest. Miss yeah. my friend, we- even the ones I don't like. We thought that too. We're like, we had a kid and like, nobody's going to meet her until she's like probably one. I think of it like, that's cr- like, I have like nobody in my family outside of my parents and my sister have met my daughter. <laughs> she's turning three or three months in a few days. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Same boat. I feel you on that one. <laughs> Chris, get it off your chest. All right. Well, this is this works out well that I'm third because I have Halloween themed thoughts to get off of my chest. And this will transition us well into the rest of the episode. Love it. Uh, I I have conflicted feelings about Halloween, uh, primarily because like. As a kid, uh, obviously, I liked just knocking on doors and getting candy and dressing up in costumes and stuff like that. That was a hell of a lot of fun. Um, but now as an adult, like I don't want anyone coming to my front door. Like ever. Yeah. And so then like a, a holiday that is based around strangers ringing my doorbell all night really kind of makes me angry. Like, I don't like that. Like, I don't know about you guys, but we have people that drive through our neighborhood all the time. 
just like cold calling, trying to get you to buy like, like they want to do redo your roof and they want to redo your siding and they want to help insulate your windows and all this up to the point that like, we don't, I, I don't, I sit in my desk here at the front of the house. I see these people walk up to the door. I look at them when they ring the doorbell and I do not answer the door. I don't want, I don't want to talk to people. Like if I wanted to talk to you, we would set up a time for you to come to my house. So if the doorbell rings or somebody knocks on the door and I, I'm not expecting it, I'm not coming to the front door. Okay. I, I really don't like that. So <laughs> I have mixed feelings about uh, Halloween coming up and, um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be weird. And now this year we have a, we have a, a daughter who's almost certainly going to be asleep by the time the doorbell starts ringing. Um, I've thought about just putting a bowl of candy outside and we're going to maybe put a note that just says, take three pieces. Uh, please don't ring the doorbell. Like I, this, this whole door situation is really, I'm really worried about it. Uh, I don't like it all that much and I'm not sure how this is going to play out. Ooh, <laughs> man. Oh, I feel bad about your neighborhood, Chris. I feel like you have such a lovely neighborhood. I didn't know it would be that annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not the it's not my neighbors. Like we go on walks, we meet the neighbors. Everybody's great, super nice. It's great, but like, don't come to my door, you know, unless I unless I invite you. Well, I hope more of your neighbors are how you're going to be because I'll be driving up there and following the honor code and taking only three pieces out of your bowl. Uh, so thanks for the heads up on that. <laughs> I just hope you got some good candy in there. We'll get into candy here in a little bit, but I'm kind of the same way where I like specifically plan to be somewhere else on Halloween. I want to be out at a bar at a party, hopefully where I'm not home where I don't have to deal with it all together. There was, I think it's been two years as like an adult living in a house where I've been home on Halloween and it's lights are out. No, I just one year I gave it out. And I didn't like it. I hated it. I'm the same way with you. I don't want people coming to my door ever. So let alone that on Halloween and them just like, I'm not there yet. That's, that's old man, Dan type of things where you're giving out trick or treats and, and stuff like that. And now that you guys have kids, you're, you're probably still not, obviously Chris, you're still not there. You still don't want to do that. Um, cause you're not, and you're not, your daughter's too young to take around to go trick or treating. So for me, it's about getting out of the house on Halloween, avoiding that as, as much as possible. You're never too old to dress up on Halloween. So enjoy it. Get weird, get funky, get weird. You know, Halloween's the one holiday where we can all somehow like relate and celebrate it on an equal playing field, right? There are certain holidays that have, uh, religious ties to them. Other holidays like Memorial Day, which based on what the holiday is actually for and how we celebrate it is like completely opposite. Like, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're like, Kevin, it's the start of the summer. Let's get the grill out. But it's like Memorial Day. So I don't know. You know it's still a real holiday, but they, like Thanksgiving, Halloween, those are ones that everybody can relate to. So get funky, get weird. You're never too old to dress up on Halloween and get out of the house and let the kids have three pieces of Chris's candy bowl outside the front door. I'm for yeah. that. Hey, uh, get here early because it, all it takes is one selfish kid and then there's no candy for anybody else. I'm not yeah. filling the bowl. Once the bowl's filled, it happens once. Do you have one of those Zoom doorbells? Because you should just like spy we, on kids all night and we, just start yelling at them like, it says three, you moron. We have a ring doorbell and that is a great idea. I did not think of that. It is. <laughs> oh my God. But that's kind of just the cool way to scare kids, right? Yeah. Kid comes yeah. up like, don't do it. 
don't do it. But yeah, uh, yeah, no, the bowl outside of the door is like my specialty. I have no desire to come to, to give the kids their, their candy on their own. Like, no, no, I'm good. The bowl outside the door, but I always put the sign up that says, take it all if you want. And they never do. It's never happened. And it makes me so mad because, wow. you know, like, I, I just want them to take it. Like, just take all of it, please. Because I put it out here. I'm Like you said, I'm not refilling the bowl. Like, I don't obviously don't want this candy. So take the candy, dump it in your bag, and leave. Like, I need one one brave kid, but no one ever does it. Like, I'll because even times where I've been home and I've done it, I hear parents outside the door saying, okay, no, 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 don't take one. Or they'll, like, laugh at the sign. I'm like, no, the sign was dead serious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> take it all. Take it all with you. So, no. I feel that. I feel that. Well, now that we started talking about Halloween, let's keep going. Halloween candy. We are doing another one of our great only pick twos. We're going to throw this graphic up right now. We're going to throw it up on our Instagram, all of our socials, because we want to know if you had to pick only two candies for your Halloween out of these. We got the Fruit Tootsie Rolls, Nerds, the Hershey family of candy bars, crackle, all that stuff. We got Kit Kat, Sour Patch Kids, M&M's, Skittles, Snickers, Jolly Ranchers, Reese's, Butterfingers, Whoppers, Starburst, Candy Corn, Milky Way, all that stuff that you see right now. Guys, only pick two. This is tough. Only pick two. Who you got? Yeah, these pick twos were always fun until this one. Yeah. <laughs> And now it's real because uh, that's a lot of good stuff. It was hard just narrowing. Like this was a narrowed down list of candies. Sure. Like I was like, I can't just put every candy possible on here, but I couldn't get. But like these were the ones that I was like, I feel like Halloween, you can't live without these things. Like everyone has these in their bag. And like yeah. some you hate, some you love, but like there's more than two here <laughs> that you want to be opening up as you sit on your floor with all of your candy. No doubt. Yeah, you uh, really made this difficult. And that's probably, with, like you said, without leaving, still with leaving some off, uh, you know, to make this list as tough as it is. But the first one that was like a for sure thing for me, it's going to be picked on every list that has candy is Reese's, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. We know I love the shapes, so I'm taking the pumpkin ones definitely for Halloween because they're better anyways. Uh, we've been down that road. But for me, Taken to uh, Reese's is certainly uh, the first overall pick for me every single time. Um, my second one, I'm going to go, I was going between Twix and Snickers. And I decided to go with Twix because Snickers has chocolate and peanuts and Reese's is chocolate and peanut butter. and It's too close. So give me the Twix. Give me the left Twix. Give me the right Twix. There's nothing like it. I'm going Reese's and Twix. Give me the chocolate, baby. God, this is so tough. I've been looking at this list for like two days. I still have no idea <laughs> what I'm going to do. No idea. Chris, are you good? Do you know? I do. Yes. Okay. Um. So my first pick is going to be Starburst because that's my like all time. What's What's funny about that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I really should have seen that one coming because I know that you have this fascination with Starburst. I don't know why I didn't think that that was coming. Of course. Yeah, it's my all time favorite candy. Um, I don't know. I like <laughs> if I could choose a, a fruit flavored candy, if, if like you give me a fruit flavored candy and a chocolate candy, I would 
probably almost always go for the fruit flavored candy. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's because like you get so many different flavors of it as opposed to like chocolate is mostly just chocolate unless like Dan said, sometimes it has peanut butter or something else mixed with it. But um, Starburst is my number one. And then I have been really torn on this one between Kit Kats and Milky Ways. And I've gone back and forth about those two pretty much all day, but I'm going to, I'm going to go and lean towards Milky Ways as my number two, because wow, did I crush these as a kid? Like (laughs) the, like owning a fitness business, I am ashamed at how many Milky Ways I ate as a child. We would go to Sam's club and get like the wholesale box of them. And I would crush like three a day to the point that my parents had to like keep hiding them and moving them around the house. And I would just continue to find them and eat, eat them. Uh, so based on my history of Milky way addiction, uh, that's going to be my number two narrowly edging out Kit Kats because I do have a soft spot in my heart, uh, for the wafer based candies. Boy, I I think you just chose Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes there, Chris. Hey, hey, Dan, I didn't ask for your feedback. You're giving it. I'm giving it. <laughs> Milky Way is the poor man's Snickers. That's all I got to say. Wow. Chris wow. and I have had a Milky Way Snickers debate uh, for old listeners of the Chris and Dan podcast. We're not going to go down that road again, but we've done it. We've had it. We got into it deep. We had a Twitter poll. I won the Twitter poll. So yeah, that's all I'm saying is Milky Way is a poor man's Snickers. And the great thing is, is that they're made by the same company. Here's a, here's a question. Here's a question. Do you, uh, when you make brownies, do you prefer them with nuts in them or none or, or, or no nuts? Cause these are basically, the same, no, these are basically the same candy bar, but one has peanuts in it. Yeah, right. Right. So and how, I think do the peanuts your brown, how do you choose your brownies? I guess without peanuts. Okay. That's what I thought. It just got real serious. I felt the cold. (laughs) (laughs) You guys just stared each other down. There's history history here. You can tell. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, all right. The two I'm picking. My favorite candy is Sour Patch Kids, period. But I'm not picking it because I don't really associate that with Halloween because I eat Sour Patch Kids Pretty regularly, probably too much, and it's probably taken years off of my life a little bit. Or maybe I'll have a heart attack or, I don't know, diabetes or something because of Sour Patch Kids. But anyways, I'm picking Crackle here because Crackle, to me, just screams Halloween. That's how I look at Crackle. I feel like the only time I ever have Crackle or any of those, like, Hershey's bars that come in that, like, variety pack that you get on Halloween, I only eat those at Halloween. So I'm, I'm, hold on, I'm throwing this graphic back up here. So, yeah, so crackle, just so, just so we're clear, as you look at this graphic, if you're watching on, uh, Facebook or on YouTube or if this clip makes it to social media, Didi chose the candy that didn't even get its own photo. It's like part <laughs> of a photo crackles in a photo with like special dark chocolate, which also nobody likes. Crackle is great, guys. I don't know why. Good bar? Yeah, it's brothers with good bar. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I didn't ask for your opinion, Dan. Also, isn't 
Isn't Crackle just Nestle Crunch? Just like the poor man's Nestle Crunch? No, it's Crackle. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's poor man's Nestle Crunch, just like Milky Way's poor man's Snickers. Wow. I'm stunned. I did not see that coming. Uh, to be honest with you, when I looked at it, when Didi made the pick two, I didn't even notice Crackle was in there at first. <laughs> so this is this is big news, folks. This is this big. is huge. That's what she it's- said. Um, <laughs> so wait. So what, now I don't <laughs> even remember what, you, what your first pick was. That was all I, I picked. That was, I picked Crackle. That was my that was my first and only pick so far. He said he wasn't going to do Sour Patch Kids. I wasn't going to do you Sour right. Patch Kids. We're not going to do that. Oh, well, I can't wait to hear the second one. <laughs> oh my god! I, I don't want to be abused here. My <laughs> all right. So Crackle goes with Crackle is and none of you guys picked this, and it really kind of upsets me. Candy corn. Oh, okay. Give me the candy corn. This is awful. (laughs) Give me the candy corn. Crackle and candy corn are Halloween. You are just messing with us. There's no No, way you like candy corn. I I love candy corn. As soon as I see a bag of candy corn at Target, I grab four bags. (sighs) I have a note that says, also, candy corn is absolute trash. It is. It shouldn't be on this list because it's not candy because it's sugar and wax and has no taste. (laughs) Come on. I don't, the, the candies candy that you want are all the ones that like we when we were kids tried to like trade to other kids. Yeah. Yeah, we traded with you. It, that's the stuff that I like. I like candy corn a ton. Like I would eat candy corn at any time of the year. Like if they had candy corn at all year round, I'd have it all the time. It'd be better than it I wouldn't even have it on this list because I think of it the way I think of Sour Patch Kids. Candy corn and crackle. That just Halloween. And maybe it does say something about me because um, you, Chris, Chris, you made a point that like we used to always give our candy to them. And it's like I never had a shortage of crackle or candy corn (laughs) ever. I always had it. It was always becoming clear now. It's all starting to make sense. It's all starting to make sense. Crackle uh... and candy corn. I did not see that coming. I did not see anybody picking. Like, I thought when we were done talking about these, we'd be like, oh, which one do you really hate? And we would yeah. all say candy corn. That's what I thought was going to happen. I was ready for that too, Chris. I thought we were all going to be on that on that ship with yeah, candy corn. We'd all, we'd all make fun of it together and it would be a great time. And then Didi had to ruin everything. And then it could be a great clip and make it easy work. We'd throw it up on social media and everybody would agree with us, but nope. <laughs> justice, hashtag justice for candy corn. Okay. Why the... Why do you hate candy corn? It Why? Tastes, it tastes bad. It tastes bad. That's it the bad. fundamental problem. I, it's. I just like don't understand every, how much you have so much hate. Four, every four or five years, I'll see it and I'll be like, I'll grab like literally two kernels. And I'll be like, all right, let's try this again. And I'll be like, no, this is why I don't like this stuff. Why do I do this? Yeah, I mean, I think like crackle is fine. Like we, I just didn't see that coming, right? Because that's really an off the radar candy, but it's not bad. But like candy corn is just not, it's just bad. I don't like this abuse. Well, different strokes for different folks, you know? Yeah, it's I can't okay. get into other stuff in movies. Like, oh boy. Oh, it's going to get, yeah, it's going to get worse. Well, what's your, okay, well, let's. Chris and I think candy corn is the worst. Didi, what's the worst thing on here for you that you're trading away? It's your first thing that you're trading away to other kids. Oh, the thing I'm trading away? Oh, uh, Jolly Ranchers. Gotta go. Okay. All right. Jolly All right. Ranchers. I'm with you gotta there. go. I'm with you there. Yeah. 
Uh, Jolly Ranchers are good, but like they're definitely tradable for something better. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how I feel about it. It's not that Jolly Rancher, I mean, Jolly Ranchers are fine. It's just, you know, it's fruit, whatever. But I just, you know, not the biggest fan of hard candy like that. Yeah. I'm with so. you there. All right. Give you a little bit of a little bit of props. No more abuse. I'm with you. I'm trading Jolly Ranchers too. By the way, watermelon Jolly Rancher, that doesn't taste like a watermelon. Get that. (laughs) That's very true. That is very true. Can I throw something out there that wasn't on this pick too, but just like was uh, like I liked getting it in my candy bag. It was a nice surprise with all the chocolate and other types of candies. Like I happen to like when you show up at a house and they'd like give you a bag of chips. Ah, yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm with you on that. I loved when I would show up with a bag of chips and my house growing up, like anybody that goes to my parents' house on Halloween in Wellsburg is they'll have chips there. My aunt and my, my aunt would always bring over like uh, the fun bag, whatever they, that box that has all the different uh, ones in there. She'd bring it over and then that's my parents would, you know, have that on the porch while they were handing out candy. Yeah. Yeah. I was a big fan of that. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't hate that. I don't. I don't hate that. Pre- not pretzels. I don't need pretzels, but chips. I can do chips. <laughs> Good God! Well, this. Well, you guys, let us know uh, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you follow this. Let, let us know the two you'd pick and um, who's on Team Candy Corn. That's what I want to know. Who's with me? Hashtag Team Candy Corn because there's a lot of hate for candy corn, and I see it every year, and I just don't understand. And I, because I would honestly swim in candy corn if I could. <laughs> I love it so much. I'd bathe in candy corn if I could. God, I love it so much. Wonder if someone has a candy corn beer. Dan, get on it. Find me some I'll candy corn flavored beer or make um, it. I would, I would try that. I would try that. I would. I'd probably hate it, but I'd, I'd, I'd try it. I'll look for that for you. <laughs> All right. Well, continuing on in our Halloween uh, episode, we've got uh, Halloween movies, guys. Halloween movies. We're going to rank these five movies. Dan, you put these together. What are the five? Yeah. Here's here's the disclaimer for everybody, because this is similar to our dessert rankings, right? These are not the five greatest Halloween movies of all time. That is not what we're ranking. We have a pre-selection of five that we are going to rank. And these aren't the greatest scary movies of all time. It's Halloween. Okay. Get at free, go at Freeform if you need a you know problem with the Halloween movie selection because that's what they're playing and that's what we like. All right. Um. <laughs> so the movies that we are going to rank one through five are in no particular order: Hocus Pocus, Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream, Beetlejuice, and. Adam's family. Now we're talking originals on all of these. None of these reboots, none of these remakes. So the originals of all of these movies, a little bit of Halloween. There's a little bit of horror in there as well. So gentlemen, are you ready for this? I am. I'm ready. <laughs> all right. Let's, um, should we all go through and do five through one? We each do number five and, and go up that way. Is that how we did the dessert? I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll kick things off because why, why the hell not? Um, number five for me on this list is Beetlejuice. Again, it's not because I think it's the worst Halloween movie of all time. It's just number five on this list. 
<laughs> we got a lot of Twitter reaction last time, so I'm trying to defend myself now. Um, I enjoy Beetlejuice. I do. I think it's a good movie. As I've gotten older, it's just gotten a little weirder. I feel like I can't connect with it as much. Uh, Renona Wider, uh, well, it was fantastic in it. Um, Michael Keaton. How could you not love Michael Keaton? Um, but as I've gotten older, I've just not liked it as much. Um, it's just a little weird. And uh, so that's why I put it at five on this list. It's a good Halloween movie, but not one that I'm stopping for every single time it's on. So Beetlejuice at five. I'll go. Number five, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I don't like witches, man. I don't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't like witches. I don't like witches, man. I hate them. It's that really that simple. That's the only you know? reason. That's it. That's it. I just don't like witches. I don't like movies with witches. I don't, you know, you know, Sabrina the Teenage Witch didn't like her. I don't like any witches. I just don't. Oh, man, what a good show. <laughs> no, just, just not a fan of witches, man. Even though I, they're doing another Hocus Pocus that was announced like yesterday or something. So shouts to everybody who's excited about Hocus Pocus. And it's not even that the movie is like that bad. I just, witches, not into them. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> Hey, man, you you like what you like, you know, and it's not witches. (laughs) Uh, For me, number five is going to be Adam's Family, um, simply because I've straight up never seen it. Wow. So this falls under the 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 lengthy list of movies that Chris Gates has not ever seen, but probably should have seen. Um, I've never really had a desire to see it. I don't really know what it's about outside of it's about a family that's named the Adams family. I don't know anything about this movie. And, uh, I'm like, I'm cool with, I'm cool with that. I'm fine. If I don't see it. Did you ever see the TV, the old, old TV show? Uh, my dad has tried to show me episodes of that. And again, like, I don't know, didn't, didn't do anything for me. So Hmm. yeah, it's number, it's number five based on ignorance. Cool. Fair enough. Uh, it's number four for me is Adam's family. Um, I think it is a really good Halloween movie. I think it's cast super, super well. Um, and who didn't have a crush on Christina Ricci when she was in like Casper and Adam's family, like at that age, like really <laughs> <laughs> Christina. Listen, Christina Ricci, fine actress, right? Like she's yeah. been in a lot of really, really good things. And right. I'm not saying that Adam's family isn't good. I, I like Adam's family, but Christina Ricci having a no, <laughs> just no, no, fine actress, but no. As there was Wednesday never Adams, thing. and then whatever the girl's name was in Casper. I probably did a little bit after Casper. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, more so then because when Adam's family came out, we weren't we were still pretty young. Um, so. But yeah, I think she, it was cast really, really well. Uh, it's a, it's a good, it's a solid Halloween movie. Um, I did. I watched the TV show, the like on Nick at Night or whatever. That, that and Monsters. That was the jam for a long time for me. Dan in it, Dan in it. That 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 song still bumps. That's on the playlist this week, by the way. Um, <laughs> now that it reminds me, Monsters is great. But Adam's Family, good solid Halloween movie, number four for me. <laughs> I like it. Number four for me. And I like this movie a lot, but when you put the other movies up against it, you I I couldn't. Uh Beetlejuice. Number four for me. I love Beetlejuice. There's really nothing I've nothing bad to say about Beetlejuice. I just couldn't put it any higher than this. But like Beetlejuice. I love Beetlejuice. 
Yeah, I've got Beetlejuice number four too. Um, and like, I think probably just because, like, I, I don't know how many times I've really seen it. I've seen it a couple times, but it's an older movie. And um, I don't know. I feel like the, the, the rest of the three on my list are just like more prevalent. They're on TV more. I've seen them more in general. Um, they're more like, I guess I can't say they have bigger, like Beetlejuice has like a cult following. Um, but like, I don't know. It's just like, it, like Didi said, it's fine. I like Michael Keaton, you know, but like, yeah, it's number yeah. four. It's just right. Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. Um, that leads us to number three on our top five of these Halloween movies. Uh, three for me is Hocus Pocus. I like Hocus Pocus. Uh, that's one that I've, I think I've already watched two to three times in October. Shouts to Freeform. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Home team. <laughs> um, it's on that station all the time, so you can always catch it there. But I always still, I still find it entertaining. Um, psyched for the for the reboot. I think it's just a different uh, way of storytelling a, a Halloween movie, and it still connects to me this day. I mean. You can't get enough of that from Bette Midler. Um, fantastic. Yeah. Hocus Pocus is a good quality Halloween movie. Number three for me on this list. Solid. My number three is uh, Scream. Number three is Scream for me. Uh, Scream's just classic, man. The mask is classic. Everything is just classic about Scream. And it gave us a whole other genre of movie that like, we didn't know existed, which was like the parody scary movies. You know what I mean? And we got, you know, even the parody, like not another teenage movie, all that stuff. So Scream was just great. And it's just so stupid (laughs) that it's great also. Like, it's just, it it makes fun of scary movies more than anything, but like, it's just, I, I love Scream. So shouts to Scream. Yeah, I'm with you. I have Scream at number three as well. It like, maybe it's biased because it came out when we were growing up, but I feel like it created like it like, in my opinion, started the trend of like movie comes out. Everybody dresses like the person from that movie in like the following Halloween, because for the longest time after that movie came out, everybody had that costume. Right. And now like we see like, and we'll talk about popular costumes uh, in a little bit, but like now it's, I almost feel like sometimes there's a movie created and put out before Halloween so that people buy the, you know, merchandise to like, you know, dress up like those characters for Halloween. Um, And like the opening scene, I remember, I remember being like on pins and needles, legitimately scared. Like that opening scene was for me, like one of the first times I'd ever been like totally like gripped from the start of a movie, like from second number one, it was, uh, yeah, I'll never forget that. So screams number three. That, uh, brings us to number two. And my number two is going to be nightmare on Elm street. Uh, Freddy Krueger. He's the one, he was like the creepiest one of these. Like these are the scary, right? The OG Halloween movies, like Halloween, Friday, the 13th, uh, sleepaway camp. Uh, Chris, we've seen all series of those growing up in high school. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street was really the one that I think maybe like freaked me out the most because Freddy Krueger, you could like actually see his face versus like in Halloween and, uh, you know, Jason, everybody has a mask on. Uh, and he was just creepy and a different type of creepy character where he's not just like 
walking around like a like a robot. He was just way more creepy. Um, this is probably Wes Craven's best film, and obviously there's many, many more Nightmare on Elm Streets after that. But still, you know, an older f- film, but still very, you know, scary and really, really well jo- job well done. Ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, um, the highest ranking of anything that we have here. So Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street, number two for me. We'll go to your number one. Do that. That leaves number one. That that goes to Scream. You guys are just talking about Scream. I think it's number one for me. I said Nightmare on Elm Elm Street was Wes Craven's best film, but this is also a Wes Craven film, but it's different, right? Because of everything you guys talked about. It calls out old scary movies. Um, It is dumb, but it's funny, but it's still scary. There's still like scary elements to it. I think it does what other scary movies uh, did and does it way better. Um, and it did create that like other genre of, uh, scary movie and not another teen movie and things like that, that you said, Didi. So that's why for me scream, because it has like all these different emotions and elements to it, uh, is, is number one for me on this list. I'm with you, man. I love scream, love scream, but number two on my list, Adam's family. Here's the reason why Adam's family, because of all the things that Dan was talking about with the Nick at Night stuff. So, like, watching Adam's family on Nick at Night, I was super excited to watch the movie. My whole family was excited to watch the movie. So, like, when I think of, like, Halloween, I kind of think of watching that movie and watching that TV show. And also, this put it over the top. Adam's family groove, man. MC Hammer. (laughs) Adam's family groove. I forgot about that, honestly. (laughs) Dude, Adam's Family Groove. Put that on the playlist this week for sure. Yeah, Adam's Family Groove. That was like the jam, and it still is a jam. Um, So anytime I hear it around Halloween, I get excited. So Adam's Family, number two. And that leaves Nightmare on on Elm Street, number one. Because there's something about the way movies are made now where it looks like they're on a set. Things look too glossy. Your street looks too good. Nightmare on Elm Street looks like your street yeah it looks like my street like it just looks like freddy krueger is walking in your neighborhood and it to this day when i watch it it still just freaks me out because of how real everything looks like there's a scene that happens in like a laundry room and it's just like it looks like your regular ass house it looks like your friend's house it's whatever everything just looks very normal for such a crazy ass movie. And like I, and to this day when I watch it, it's like some movies you can't watch like that. Like you think about them, you're like, uh, you like watch it. You're like, ah, oh, this looks stupid. This just doesn't look good. But like some of the reasons that movie just looks like a regular place and Freddy Krueger is a real person. And that's how I feel when I watch that movie. So nine round Elm street, number one for me. I like that. I so it's, I have Nightmare on Elm Street number two, um, and like I just echo all the stuff you guys said. The, the one thing I'll add, and and you guys kind of mentioned it was like Freddy Krueger like had a personality, right? And I think that kind of like Dan, what you were saying, and and even Dee, what you were saying, like sets him apart from the other villains in Halloween movies because of that alone. Uh, so that's my number two. And then number one, uh, Hocus Pocus, man. Because you know what? I don't like to be scared. So let's talk about that. <laughs> I, I hate scary movies, okay? I don't like to like go to the movie theater and pay money when I know I'm going to have a bad time. So I don't, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Why would I waste my time having a bad time? That's stupid. Hocus Pocus is just like, a fun, easy watch. There are these witches. They're kind of funny. They're kind of crazy. Though There's a plot line. I can get through it and enjoy it. 
And that's why Hocus Pocus is number one. It's it's purely bias uh, of mine because uh, don't scare me. I don't I don't I don't want it. I really don't want it. I like that answer because honestly, it takes a lot for me to go see a scary for me to watch a scary movie and go see one because I'm like, do I really feel like just jumping? Do I feel like being tense? No. So yeah. I have a story about that. The last scary movie I saw in a movie theater was the Amityville Amityville Horror. It was a remake. I walked out of the theater halfway through and I've never gone to see another (laughs) scary movie in a movie theater. Because I was sitting there, I was petrified. I'm like, this is my choice. I don't have to be here. And so I just left and that was it. I'm I'm kind of with you guys. I for scary movies like I I can do the older ones like some of these Halloween based ones, but the new age like horror and in scary movies that come out nowadays, a lot of it is really it's horror and stuff like that, right? It's a lot more graphic now. Like I don't want to that shriek and it just why am I heart racing? I'm trying to be entertained here, trying to be comfortable. That just it doesn't it doesn't really add up for me. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, I'm with you on that. It's the same. But uh, is there any movie on this that we made? Is there any movie that you're like, the one movie you could add on this? Throw it in there. What is the one movie that we left off? For me, it's the first Saw. That's the only. That's really the only one that I'm like. That's the a very good one. first Saw movie because I saw it around how it's you know. Because now movies kind of come out whenever they want to come out because of streaming services and stuff like that. So you get scary movies kind of like all year round. But like back when it was kind of like scary movies came out in October. They came out in September. They came out in October. And Saw came out around that time. And that movie, I've seen that movie once since. I don't want to watch it again. But the first Saw was wild for me. But that's the only one if I were putting something else on this list, that'd be it. Uh, One that I would, and I struggle with this because I think it's, kind of more of a Christmas movie than a Halloween movie, but like nightmare before Christmas, it kind of plays on both of those holidays, Man. but I typically watch it on during both holidays. Uh, so it's obviously not a scary movie, but I think it's amazing. And I watch it every single year for both Christmas and, and Halloween. So it starts with Halloween. So I'll consider it a, a Halloween movie for that reason. Yeah, as we were going through this list, I actually thought to myself, like, should we have put the movie Halloween on our Halloween movie list? Right, I know. Yeah, I thought about that that too. So probably that. I also remember thinking Freddy versus Jason was a pretty dope movie because, like, they pitted the villains against each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. So may- maybe either of those. But the list could go on and on. And I don't want to talk about scary movies for, you know, five hours. Because we left we were doing- off. Yeah. yeah. If so, scary, <laughs> if you're, if this uh, was the scary movie breakdown, we do that. If right. it's not the scary movie breakdown. <laughs> if you're angry about our list, please uh, let Dan know at Steel City Dan. Oh, please. <laughs> yes. It was random. <laughs> uh, well, let's go to, with Halloween. Uh, let's go to Halloween costumes. Um, Dan, you talked about dressing up. I am not dressing up as anything this year. Uh, Dan, are you dressing up? I am dressing up. What are you? What are you gonna be? Uh, this I really struggled this year uh, of what I wanted to be. I've been the Joker based on Jared Leto's Joker a couple of times. Gentlemen, actually, my time hop has been blowing up this week with <laughs> the three of us and some of our closest friends as the Mighty Ducks. 
Um, we did that for maybe what, seven, eight, nine years in a row. <laughs> I feel like that was one of my favorite low key, but favorite costumes. I'm going to this like twisted ringmaster type of thing this year with a full face paint of makeup, this like crazy jacket and a couple other props. So, uh, I'll shoot that guy, that out to you when, uh, when Halloween comes around, but yeah, excited to, excited to get weird and dress up one day a year. Chris, you dressing up? Okay, I just wondered, you know, didn't know if you were getting dads, though. Like, I feel like that's I feel like you would start dressing up once your kids did if you were doing some sort of like family thing. Right. But if you were if this wasn't 2020 and you could go to a Halloween party. Would you? Yeah. Would you dress up at the Halloween for the Halloween party? I loved going out to Halloween parties with our friends. Hell yeah. Like that was great. And I I mean, I think Dee mentioned this on a previous podcast. (laughs) brunch break that episode but i was all we were always the mighty ducks like that's so that's probably what i would dress up like i have hockey gear and a charlie conway t-shirt so that's probably what i would do man i like all of like the i don't like don't come to my door i hate scary movies all that aside i the thing i loved about halloween was like going out with friends that was awesome Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love how I love going. I love Halloween night. That's what sucks about this year. Because remember, like going into 2020, it was like everything's on a Saturday. Fourth of July's on yeah. a Saturday. Halloween's on a Saturday. Christmas is there. And it's like as this year goes on, you're just like, oh, yeah, it's on a Saturday. This would have been a huge year for Halloween. Yeah, like huge. I would have been out for Halloween dressed as something. I'd have done something. But like, it, you know, we're inside. So um, yeah, I feel like Halloween is going to be a very big Instagram situation where people are going to have multiple <laughs> uh halloween costumes which is kind of boring because one of my favorite parts about going out for halloween of course it's like being with your friends but i just love seeing how creative other people are because like there are people who really get into halloween and like have insanely creative costumes and i just you know and i just love them so um but yeah let's get into this halloween costume list on google before i ask you another question about halloween costumes so dan are you gonna be a dinosaur no no not Definitely a dinosaur. Not. Okay. Are you going to be a witch? Because that is the number one Halloween costume. Like, is that surprising that it, it's still witch? Yes. Or is that just... It like, shows I, you how lazy people are. It's lazy, right? Like, I feel like I don't see that many witches out. And like, do you really have to Google witch? <laughs> <laughs> why, is that, why is that still trending on Google? This is what it's based off of for crying out loud. Why are you Googling witch? Yeah. Is that, that might be the funniest thing that's been ever been said on this podcast. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to Google witch? No, you don't no. have to Google witch. I think but, it's, it's just like stupid parents that are like, where can I get a witch costume? And they don't yeah. know. But even that. Well, anyways, yeah, we're reading Google's uh, most popular costumes list, and which is one, two is dinosaur, three is Harley Quinn, um, which has been, I feel like, the the costume for the last, like, when did that movie come out, Dan? When did Suicide Squad come out? Oh, man, that had to be f- five years ago, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like I that showed up in my time hop, and it was it was years ago. It's It's been a while, and you're right, and ever since the... It's been popular. It was obviously popular when it came out and a few years after, but now with the Birds of Prey movie being out this year, it's obviously reemerging that it's three on this list. Yeah, three. 
Harley Quinn. Good Lord. Uh, so like single rat. guys, dress up as Joker and find Harley Quinn. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Number four is Rabbit. Number five is Clown. Six, Angel. Seven, uh, Fortnite. Eight, Devil. Nine, Ninja. And ten is Spider-Man. How do you, maybe this is me b- b- stupid, but how do you dress up as Fortnite? I thought that was a video game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that. I'm. I'm. Like, when I read it, I was like, "For the game?" Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Let quite me tell you something. That. Walk into a Spirit Halloween store. They have a section of the various Fortnite costumes there. Oh, so, so it's just like, like all-encompassing. Yeah, which Got is it. crazy. Also, you glossed over number four. Rabbit. <laughs> Please explain this to me. This isn't Easter. Who is going as a rabbit? I've never ever seen that. Like kids, adults, rabbit doesn't make sense. Four? <laughs> okay. This is hilarious because every year when we were kids, my dad dressed as a rabbit. <laughs> no, get out of here. Every year. That was like his costume. Yeah. So there's oh. one person I know that dresses Gary. a rabbit. Yes. <laughs> Shouts to Gary with the rabbit, the classic rabbit costume. It was awesome. I've never seen, like, I don't understand rabbit. And guess what? I looked at all of our uh, individual cities with this because you can break this thing down by city. Los Angeles, number one, rabbit. <laughs> Didi, you have some explaining to do. I need you to be every rabbit that comes to your door. I need to tally something. Dude, I'm going to be on the lookout. I'm going to be scouring Instagram uh, for rabbits. Because I want to know who were all these people who were Googling rabbit costume. I, that one blows my mind. Uh, I, since we're on the map, since you brought it up, Dan, I want to give a couple shout outs. Okay. Uh, first off, my previous home state of Oregon, uh, the, the theme there or the saying is keep Oregon weird. And by looking at their Halloween costumes, they're doing just that. Uh, Willy Wonka. One of the big ones. Yeah, I love it. In Oregon. Also, Ringmaster. No clue what that what that means. That's sort of what I'm doing. It's just twisted. Okay. I don't really know what it means either, but I'll show you on it, Saturday. In Eugene, they're dressing up as trolls. And Portland vampires, that's pretty predictable. Also, lastly, I wanted to just highlight Alaska people because <laughs> yes. they have the most boring costumes. Weird hot dog in yeah. Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> they have hot dog in Juneau, uh, fish in Anchorage. Real original, guys. Real original. And then llama in Fairbanks. Shout out to Alaska for the costumes. They need the full body costumes in Alaska, right? Because it's obviously cold up there. Maybe the hot dogs got that extra insulation yeah. or something. Uh, I've got one to shout out as well to Chris, uh, the little town of, uh, Mankato, Minnesota. You know how much I love Minnesota. We gave shouts to Minneapolis last week that, uh, yeah, if you can do trouble finding it, but the number one car, there it is. The loofah. (laughs) (laughs) Got a lot of the loofah in minnesota maybe that's the same thing it's just for insulation it's like what's the you know most covering costume i can be to be warm in minnesota for halloween yeah the loofah <laughs> that's yeah. that's great 
I remember my friend Melissa was a loofah in college. And I thought it was like the best costume ever. <laughs> I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I love this so much. Scroll, let's, what's Pittsburgh doing? Pittsburgh's mermaid, man. Pittsburgh is, uh, that's, that's, that's the big one. Yeah, I, first I saw Two-Face when I scrolled over and I thought, oh boy. <laughs> but uh, mermaid for Pittsburgh. Oh my gosh. This map is incredible. It's Google. It's Google's Fright Geist. Uh, and they have all the Halloween costumes in any randoms place. <sighs> we need. Some, I'm surprised we need more like 2020 costumes for this. Well, I I asked you guys this, and then we'll go. To, we'll, I'll ask you this right now. So, all right. So a guy in Iowa made a costume for his 12 year old, and it was a Zoom screen costume. Hilarious. Very 2020. Can you guys think of any 2020 like costumes that just 2020 that you're like? <clears throat> This is a good one if you're trying to be ironic. Yes. Yeah, I, I think year. like maybe this might end up looking kind of like a loofah. Uh, I don't know what the loofah costume looks like, but like the I remember when coronavirus like first started happening, everybody was sharing around the same image of like that ball that was like a molecule with like all of the things mm-hmm. coming off of it. And like that's a covid molecule. Um, I have to imagine some people would like have made their own COVID thing and like ran around being funny. But then again, like it's COVID, so you couldn't do that. But right. that would probably be one. I think um, you've ever seen those like inflatable uh, bubble costumes where they like, you're supposed to, you, you can like stand, you don't go in it, not the hamster ball, but you're like in this inflatable bubble. It's more like a sumo type of suit where your legs and your, in your head stick out. It just like surrounds your body. I think you just throw on an NBA jersey. You just throw on the LeBron James champs, home of the champs jersey in the bubble. You're just NBA in a bubble. That's what you are right there. I like it. That's that's really good. Uh, I was thinking this is going to be a re- this could be this would have been a really big year for how for uh, sexy Halloween costumes. And maybe these exist, but I just thought in my head like how easy it would be to just be sexy hand sanitizer. just like print out a purell sticker put it on a tube top wear your short skirt or whatever there you go and uh like sexy covid costume like you just have like a red shirt and you make like a hat out of those things that like coming out of that ball like that's uh, that's what i thought i just think there's so many things that like people are just like you know what i'm gonna be sexy coronavirus i'm gonna be sexy this (laughs) yeah i think people hate on the sexy costume i'm a fan of the sexy (laughs) see it's a night to be whatever you want it's a what tradition. Idea. Yeah. I'm a fan of the sexy costume. I think there's a, like the most original classic old Halloween costume of all time is just the sheet over your head to look like a ghost. And you put the two circles in for your eyes or whatever. Well, just put it over your neck and just as a sheet and you're just going as a Clorox wipe. I mean, that's all you are. Just throw a Clorox label on and just go as a Clorox wipe. It's cheap. Just a white sheet. You're good to go. <laughs> That's a good costume, Dan. I feel like you should actually be that for yeah, Halloween. Yeah, maybe do a costume change in the middle on, on Halloween. Goes a Clorox wipe. I wonder if you could also have some type of costume where, like, in front of you, behind you, and to the sides, there's like six feet of like something just like sticking out from you to make sure nobody right, comes. Just some sort of six foot boundary. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. This is a big. I feel like this is a, just a good year to make fun of costumes. I think a lot of people are going to have. Some things on Instagram. It's going to be a big weekend of looking at what random people come together with uh, on Instagram. Well, guys, enough about the costumes. 
Maybe enough about Halloween. I don't know what you guys have on your playlist. I don't know what you guys have been listening to this week, but let's get into it. What we are listening to. Chris, get us started. What are you listening to? Cool. Yeah, uh, I don't have any Halloween-themed music, uh, but I have some new stuff. Um, MXPX is, uh, I mean, just an all-time pop-punk band, and they released an album of acoustic songs. Their uh, lead singer, Mike Herrera, he's got just like a quintessential pop-punk voice and uh it, it it it's an now al- it's an ep album called uh, life in quarantine he just took some of their greatest hits uh and did acoustic versions of them and it was really cool to hear and i think what i might do i haven't picked out the songs yet but i think i might put one of the acoustic versions and then also put the full band version so both of them are on there and you can hear the difference between the two songs but it was cool to hear from mxpx man they're like one of my childhood favorite bands and uh they do a lot of stuff on social media, but hadn't released uh, much new music in the last few years. So it was cool to see that. So uh, something from their album, Life in Quarantine, put on there. Dan, go. What are you listening to? Uh, this week, uh, yeah, I don't have any Halloween either, but I assure you Halloween is going to be on the list of the uh ones that I already mentioned, the monster steam is going to be on there and definitely Adam Stanley Groove. Thanks to you, Didi. Uh, but in addition to those, um, Elenium released a song this week with Tom DeLonge and angels and airwaves, uh, called paper thin. And I first saw that and I thought, Whoa, this is a collaboration that I certainly didn't see coming, but Oh boy, it works. It works real well. Uh, it's a really great EDM beat, which is just the standard now for Elenium and anything that they put out. Um, uh, fantastic breakdowns throughout the song. And then Tom DeLonge's voice just works really well with with this. Um, like I said, it was just surprising to, to think about that. But if you're a fan of pop punk music, uh, Blink-182 and Tom DeLonge's voice, Angels and Airways, obviously, and if or a fan of EDM music, you're going to like this either way. You're going to find something to pull to. So Paper Thin from Millennium, Tom DeLonge, and Angels and Airways is a great one. That's for the playlist this week. Feels like a long time since I've heard from Tommy Boy. That'll be good to listen to. I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. You'll 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 enjoy it. Nice. All right, I'm going with uh, Jack Harlow put out. Uh, Jack Harlow of the song What's Poppin' put out a song called Tyler Hero, uh, which is very ironic because he's a white rapper talking about a white NBA player. <laughs> uh and <laughs> but the song is super dope it is i mean it is the perfect song to listen to in your car and it's just him just completely talking about himself it's extremely cocky it's extremely braggadocious and um it's already being um you know posted from because it's the first line in the song he says uh a lot of people that hate most of the people that hate me look just like me tell me what that mean and a lot of athletes have already started like posting that you know that phrase and a lot of people have done it already, but um, the song is just super dope. So, um, and I kind of like Jack Harlow, not exactly a lot, but this song is great. So check it out. Jack Harlow, Tyler hero. Nice. I like it. Um, I got a little bit of Mayday Parade for the playlist this week. That's another band I haven't heard from in a while, and they have a new P out, EP out. So I'm um, going to put their song first train on the playlist from their new EP. And I'm also going to put, an old Mayday Parade song, uh, Jamie All Over, which in my opinion is just one of the greatest pop punk songs ever written. Um, so I'm going to, with Mayday Parade, do the same thing as MXPX, do uh, a double dose of the new and the old. Um, but it was cool just to 
get some new music from those guys. So I'm excited to put that on there this week. Yeah, I love them. I love that pick, Chris. Uh, I'm going to go with one of my favorite bands of all time. Chris loves them as well. Paris, a.k.a. Pervervis, as he likes to say. Um, uh, They released a deluxe version of their album, Use Me, which came out uh, earlier this summer. That uh, five new songs are four remixes, really good remixes, actually, of some originals on that album. And then one brand new one called Thank You uh, featuring Ray. Um, If you're familiar with Paris at all, if you're looking for Halloween songs, the White Noise album, some of that older stuff fits you there. But this newer stuff, uh, obviously, they've taken a bit of a turn, and it's great. More uh, pop, electro type of feel uh, from this entire album and this song especially. Uh, great vocals from Lynn in this song and a great bass line that really drives the chorus in that. So again, they're getting really into more of that electronic feel, pop type of category um, with those like Paris elements that you can still find in there. So thank you from Paris. Really good one for this week. Sweet. Love Paris. Good live show, Paris. Yeah. Good live show. All right. I uh, got one here. Uh, a new artist. His name is uh, Young Blue. I believe that's how you say his name. The song's called Your Mind Still, and it's featuring Drake, and it's on Drake's label as well. So this is a signee from Drake, and the song is really, really good. And um, it seems like Drake is Drake just put out a thing. He's you know got an album coming out in January is when his album's coming out. Um, but anyways, he features in the song, and it's really good. It's just um, kind of got like an island vibe to it. Um, Drake's mostly singing on it, and Young Blue has a really cool voice. So we'll see what happens. I feel like this happens with Drake a lot, where he finds somebody that he thinks is really talented, and he hops on their track, and the song blows up, but then they don't exactly blow up. <laughs> because they might not be as talented as we thought. But uh, this song, you know, we'll see what happens. But this song is just really good. So, uh, yeah, Your Mind Still by uh, Young Blue. Nice. I like it. Um, okay. Playlist review. Totally forgot why we put The weekend on the playlist. And uh, then Kenny G kicked in at the end. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's why we put The weekend back on the playlist. Uh, that was awesome. Dude. How fire. It's, it's so it's good. It's just. It's oh, so good. God. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny G came in and saved 2020 for all of us. Um, Lonely by Justin Bieber. Uh, that's a real song, man. It's really good, but it's very real. Uh, and great to hear Nelly and Kelly Rowland, you know? <laughs> How often do you get that? Wellsburg Apple Festival. That's another one where I, I, was, <laughs> I was playing it when I was working out, and I was like, where did this come from? Totally <laughs> forgot that we put it on. Uh, and this week, our retro replacement is going to be Kanye, Love Lockdown, um, because I saw he was on Rogan. Did either of you guys listen or watch Kanye on Joe Rogan? I have not got the... I, 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 I will. Ex- <laughs> you will. You know I will at some point. I can't... I haven't been able to, like... I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but I just haven't got up to the point to do it yet. But yeah. I'm going to. Yeah. And what? I knew we'd be doing Halloween on the show this week. So I was like, I'll save, I'll listen to it before next week. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's three hours long. So strap in. Yeah. Uh, it's quite a bit. It's interesting. I listened to some of it and he, uh, he, he discusses running for president again. Um, and uh, I don't know. It is interesting to listen to Kanye talk about the way his mind works um 
So that was it. But anyway, uh, I put Kanye on the playlist because he re-entered my life on the Joe Rogan podcast. And I thought, well, let's put him on our playlist too. <laughs> I like it. Nice. Love Lockdown. God, nice. Great song. Great song. Uh, last one I got is from B Miller. I put a single of hers that she dropped a couple of weeks ago, but the album came out, a new album called Elated. Uh, the whole album is really great. Uh, and it gets you a, a good sense of where she's going and the style that she's moving towards. Super talented girl. Uh, I feel like she's got a, still a long career ahead of her. Um, so jump on the train if you haven't already. Uh, but I'm going to put the song forever is a lie on this, tra- on the playlist. Um, it's an anti-love song, so the lyrics are pretty hard-hitting and real, but she, it's still a very hip and uh, catchy song. Just some of those lyrics just catch you off guard a little bit, um, but really is true to the title with Forever is a Lie. So B. Miller back on the playlist this week. I'm with, I like B. Miller a lot. B, I, I like B. Miller a lot. And I went and when you had her on the, when you said about, talked about her on the, the a couple podcasts ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm mad I didn't say this. So I'm going to say it now. If you think Billie Eilish is weird, okay, and you're like, I don't get it. I don't get what they're trying to do. Listen to B. Miller. You'll like it. Because yeah. she's literally a more structured Billie Eilish. That's really what it is. It's like taking what Billie is doing that is like weird and they're trying all these new stuff. And like B. Miller makes it more centralized and sound probably more sophist- better in your ears and like your trained ear. It's like just structured. Dude, just, I love that. Yeah. I love that take. That's spot on. That's great. That's a great point. Yeah. So B Miller, good pick, good pick there. And then last one here, uh, just um, name drop, uh, interviewed Luke Combs last week. You can see the interview at Radio Disney Country and on my social medias as well. Uh, he put out his deluxe album, uh, What You See Ain't Always What You Get. And there's a song on there. The, all five of the new songs are really good, but this song called Cold Is You is so great because the thing I love about Luke Combs is he has this way of making you feel like you are on the porch with him talking about whatever the hell's going on with him. And it's like Cold Is You is just sounds like three dudes doing a podcast talking about this girl that just dumped one of you. And it's super funny and it's super great. And cold as you, and he's hot because the cold as you is this beer that he's drinking isn't as cold as you. So it's pretty, but it's it's a great song. It's a jam, and I'm telling you, when you listen to it, you'll just be like, "Yes, this I understand what he means. This is like you feel like you're just on the porch throwing some back with your boys after you know one of you got dumped." So it's pretty great. Luke Combs, cold as you. Okay, cool. I get. Well, boys. Dan, do you have any other six songs you want to add real quick? I got, I got, no, I you had good? to make, make right. a cut. It was hard. I do have more, but we're going to put some Halloween ones on there as well to mix it up. I'll save those for next week. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Well, be the newbie. <laughs> just want to make sure you have, you know, you have time, Dan. Just yeah, make sure I appreciate you know. it. <laughs> All right. Well, that has been the brunch breakdown. Dan, let us know where uh, everybody can find all the things brunch breakdown. Yes, of course. Uh, find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, again, anywhere that you find podcasts, search for the brunch breakdown. You will find us there. Uh, you can also find the full video episodes. You can get all the wonderful facial reactions and arguments that we have with each other (laughs) in person right there on the screen uh, available on YouTube and on our Facebook page released uh, midday, same day that the podcast gets released. 
course, you can find everything you need regarding the brunch breakdown on our social media pages. Follow us uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at brunch breakdown. You follow us. We follow you back. Of course. Well, thank you for listening to the candy corn breakdown. We'll talk to you guys next week. Happy Halloween. (laughs) 